Are you ready? High voltage is us. Join our host, Chris and Sean, while they turn up the voltage. Welcome back to Dad and Rock High Voltage. This is Sean. And this is Chris. Hey, we're here once again to kind of our weird, well, not weird, but our in-between episodes, our video episodes, uh, high voltage episodes. And I'm actually really growing to look forward to these I and mean, seeing that we're yeah. doing with them. This is a fun little format that we kind of fallen into. Just uh, our random kind of BS shows where we just talk about whatever. And uh, this one here, if you watched last um, last month, we had the two from uh, My Drunken Movie Theater. That's uh, right. Trisha Kyle and Kyle. And yep. And uh, this week we got the you know the honor of having uh, Russ from uh, Infectious Groove Podcast, uh, you know, joining us. An awesome podcast, by the way. And uh, we're gonna go ahead and bring him in, and so he can say hi, and uh, we'll kind of get going here. How's it going, fellas? What's up, Russ? What's going on. Nothing. Nothing. You're. Uh, you get just me. It's funny. It's always just me instead of the three of us from the show because uh, Michelle and Kyle live a half mile away, and that's that's just too far for them to travel. <laughs> and these, if I remember, uh, right, Michelle's like no video. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're trying. We're trying. She's she's expecting right now, and she doesn't consider herself to be glowing yet. Sure. So she said, the moment she feels that she's glowing, then she'll appear on video. Oh, uh, okay. So I'm still looking forward to that. You know, that you know, you pull five, and she's got to you know say nice things about those five albums. <laughs> oh, I'm dying for that. That came from a listener. That was like the first first thing we put out. That was like, hey, we're doing YouTube videos. They're totally separate from the podcast. Like, what would you like to see? And like the first reply of the tweet was like, I would like to see Michelle be forced to say five nice things about music you like. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you know what? I, I'll be down for that. I'll be that'll be one. I'll make sure I'm you know, you know, downloading and listening. I don't think I miss very many of you. Your, your show is actually one of the ones that I make sure I've got like three. I watch, listen to I'm like, right okay. when it cool. comes out. Okay. Cause I used to do DoorDash. Pretty oh, right so I'm in the car all the time. So I'm like, okay, I got to find something that I'm, uh, you know, it's entertaining. So it's you guys and it's like uh, audio books and a couple other shows that uh, I listen to pretty, uh, pretty religiously. Yeah. Right podcast cool. used to be my thing. Like all the time. I've been listening since like the dawn age of podcasts back in like 2006, <laughs> 2007. And, but r- since COVID I work from home. So I'm actually sitting in my office right now and I don't get to listen to podcasts anymore. I mean, I could, I guess, but it's just weird kind of sitting in the house, listen to a podcast. I feel like I need to be doing something. I need to be like doing laundry or something. Right. While yeah. I listen to a podcast or driving, but I don't really drive around anymore. Yeah. Who goes yeah. anywhere anymore? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's but, what uh, I do. Yeah. Whenever I get in the car, I barely ever remember that, you know, like, Oh, I should throw on, you know, a couple of different shows that I've been meaning to listen to or whatever. I'll get like halfway where I'm going. And then, yeah. Oh, I should have been listening to something this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And I would go through phases too, where I would listen to podcasts um, and then I would kind of get bored with them and just, and then start listening to music again, like just rocking out to some Metallica. And it'd be like, man, it's been a while. Like I miss just cranking some tunes in the car. And you have to kind of go back and forth. It's weird for me. It's all about the weather. If the weather's really nice, I'm going to have the windows down and I'm going to have some type of rock on. I'm going to, and I'm going to wind up driving much faster than I probably should be driving. <laughs> yep. It all there, kind of goes hand in hand. The If you were probably to look at my driver's history, you would probably find that like late spring, I almost always get a speeding ticket because as soon as the weather breaks, the windows go down, someone on the radio plays Paradise City and instantly <laughs> 10 miles an hour gets added to my speed. Like I, uh, if you were to do some sort of scientific uh, research on this, I guarantee you the second half of Paradise City, like when that song takes off and goes almost double time for the rest yeah. of the song, I guarantee you I add an average of 10 miles an hour to my speed limit every <laughs> I time it. that happens. I yeah. hear it in my head. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of which, I mean, speaking of music, uh, right up front here, Russ, if you want to just uh, talk a little bit about uh, the <clears throat> podcast, Infectious Groove, and what you guys do over there. Yeah, so we uh, had just a month ago celebrated our one-year anniversary, and so we're still fairly new to the game, but the show consists of uh, me and my friend Michelle, who I've known for coming up on 20 years. Um, her boyfriend, Kyle, is along on the show with us, and uh, we the number one thing that we try to do is we try and keep it positive. We could get a ton of clicks and a ton of attention with um, – yeah, I don't know, like searching for clicks, you know, uh, the, the top 10 most overrated albums this year, right. or, you know, or 
you know, oh. and then, and then of course me, but he loves, you know, so, so everyone's talking about it, but instead what we like to do is we like to talk about underrated bands or underrated songs or uh, artists more people should know, or uh, even like, if you're going to talk about a really popular group, maybe albums that were after the big one that are still great that people should listen to. So, right. um, you know, it's worked for us that people seem to be really uh, attracted to that, like the positivity, instead of just looking for it to be negative all the time. As a matter of fact, we did one episode recently about um, like artists who sell out and how what the definition of selling out might be. Yeah. And we got like the most negative feedback we've got from an episode. Like like almost everybody was like, "I don't like the topic." Like I listen to you guys because you want to keep it positive, you know. Right. So we were like, "Oh, whoop, our bad." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the only other thing I want to plug is our YouTube channel, which is yeah. completely separate content from the show um it's branded as the infectious group podcast but it's all pretty much um vinyl based the rare vinyl pressings i have or just pressings that i think more people should know about um again the same type of thing like you know not the same 10 records that everybody owns like if you're gonna get into vinyl here's some stuff i think you should pick up so uh you can either go to infectiousgrouppodcast.com to find the show on whatever listening platform you listen to or you can go to youtube.com slash infectious group podcast and uh subscribe to that and we have so far we're doing one video a week on that and right now it is vinyl but um like we mentioned earlier as we progress we're going to work kyle and michelle more into the videos and it might be more music-based discussions and things like that so that's nice. awesome. yeah i've checked out quite a few of the i actually listened to your your uh taz jackson on the podcast so I, I didn't actually watch, but I seen that was a that's that's gotten a lot of a uh, lot of attention for you. It was it was a great interview. I mean, I'll be the first to say that I'm not a huge uh, Michael Jackson fan. I just I mean, he was maybe a little bit before us, and I just maybe I was too old, a little too young to really get into it. But I loved the the interview. You know, you were rocking. Uh, you were not alone. I am here with you. Yeah, uh, at, that, at that point, <laughs> it, it, it's funny he says that because. I grew up like listening to the radio going to sleep. So I, <laughs> I was always listening to the, the syndicated radio ch- show Delilah. So it's like all of that music, you know, your Tony Braxton's, your R Kelly's, your, I mean, boys to men, yeah. all for one. I mean, all of those. Smooth like, groove music to yeah. go to sleep by <laughs> or do other stuff by, but uh, we were in no position to do any of that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I appreciate what you said. That Taj Jackson interview was was awesome. Like, that's one of those things. If you would have told me a year ago, you know, oh, and uh, during the course of your first year, you're going to talk to a member of the Jackson family, I would have been like, that's lies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're amazing. You're making that up, you know, and uh, that was awesome to get to talk to him. And uh, like, I'm a huge Black Crows fan. I got to talk to the drummer of the Black Crows, which was again, it's like, Super what? Cool. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's been a lot of fun, but I'm glad that you enjoyed that interview. You know, I, I take the opposite stance on uh, the Michael Jackson situation. Like a lot of people, I've done a lot of research on it and I, we don't have to dig into all that now, but I've done a lot of research on it and I take uh, the opposite stance from what a lot of people do. So sometimes that's not so popular, uh, uh, my right. opinion on it. And uh, it was great to just get into that with a member of the Jackson family. And I asked him questions that you never hear them asked, you know, like, what do you say to people who go, well, yeah, you're a Jackson. Of course, you're going to take that opinion, you know, and it, I got to ask him questions like that flat out. And to his credit, before we started recording, I said to him, you know, if we, if I ask a question you don't want to answer, or if we go down a road, you don't like, let me know. And I'll be happy to take whatever you want out. And he said, uh, he goes, no, I take, I take everything as it comes. And we just release it as it is. He goes, because if I don't answer anything, then the story becomes, oh, the Jacksons are dodging questions or they don't want to. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So it was cool. That's all. That's really cool. Yeah. No, like I said, it's, uh, it's it's really, it's really an enjoyable time for me to listen to you guys. It's, it sounds, it always sounds so genuine between the three of you than anything else than anyone that you have a chance to interview. So uh, keep it up, man. I, I enjoy right it. On. I look forward to it. <laughs> right on. I agree. I really appreciate that. Thank you. But uh, we want to kind of talk about, me and Sean were kind of batting around this idea for a while. And we figured, you know, since we got you coming on here, it's, it's only fitting, quite frankly. But uh, we were talking about, like, what kind of music formed our opinion of music? Like, what our parents listened to and then, you know, how it formed what we like and then now what we are doing kind of to our kids. 
and we were kind of going through and I was kind of, you know, typing up some notes and it was really easy for me, obviously. I mean, I know, but like Sean, it's like, what, what in the world? Like, I know you said you were sitting in the car listening, your mom listened to like the Shania Twain when you were younger. Man. So like before I had my own Walkman, it was whatever my mom wanted to, you know, whatever bangers my mom wanted to listen to in her Ford Escort back in the day. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it was, yeah, a lot of Shania Twain. It was a lot of Celine Dion. It was a lot of, uh, you know, some of the early, uh, innocent Mariah Carey. Um, you know, a lot of, she loved the female artist, man, female empowerment back in the early nineties. Um, and then, you know, there was a lot of the stuff from like the late eighties, like a lot of the power ballads, you know, the, the Don Henley kind of stuff. And, you know, that's the stuff that I liked as a kid. Cause I didn't know any different. And then I became a teenager, you know, and at some point you were like, man, you got to check out this Metallica video. Yeah. I think it might've been, um, I, I was King nothing. I, I visibly remember nothing? sitting in your living room because I went to a buddy's house and I was exposed to the black album for the first time. Yeah. So I'm listening to King, uh, not King, nothing, uh, enter Sandman. And it's blowing my mind. I'm like, I'm going from boys to men to enter Sandman. So this is, <laughs> this is a sizable jump here for me. Yeah. And I'm like, and then we was like, it was back when MTV was still like before TRL. So it was still widely used for music videos. And Metallica came on as like, okay, King Nelson, that, that's, let's just see what he thinks of it now. And, and I was I remember, like, I think at first I was like, you like this, huh? Oh, this is, this is different. But then I was hooked. I mean, all you need to, you just buy one album and you start you to listen to that album repeatedly. And then at, at some point, pretty soon after, you're like, okay, well, now I have to buy every album. Now I have to hear every song that they've ever made. Right. Yeah. I'll tell you what, the, the loaded reload, when those albums were released, they were trashed. Like, yeah. like the media didn't like them. The fans claimed to not like them. You go back and those records are loaded with There's some of cuts. my favorite two albums. Yeah. I, I'll are, go back yeah. and I think that's and the main reason on why I like those two more probably the, some of the most is because it was when we were getting into our actual fan. Um, it had to be right. Like how yeah. some kids, they grew up on the prequels and they love the star Wars prequels. Right. But it's like those original, you know, uh, kill them all Metallica fans weren't as, weren't as hip to it, but yeah, reload was my entryway. Like at the point where you introduced them to me, reload was the one coming out, maybe in like 96 or something. Um, so yeah, it was all about, uh, all about reload at that point. Oh, yeah, the memory talking, remains and yeah. yeah. Oh, well, you were saying earlier about, you know, when the weather gets good and, uh, uh, paradise city comes on, it's fuel for me. If fuel hits that radio, oh Lord, oh, my, yeah. my foot drops. Yeah. How could yeah. you not? <laughs> yeah. At a bare minimum by that part in the middle where, uh, Hetfield goes, Ooh, yeah. And it, <laughs> yeah. Boom, oh, Lars it, hits that. Oh yeah. yeah. And it's you required just, for you to do it along with him in the car by yourself. <laughs> oh yeah, abs- of course. Yeah, yeah. My wa- my wife is forever making fun of my uh, air drumming ability in the car, and because uh, I don't care, I'll ch- I'll choke cymbals in the air and everything. Like we're driving along, I'll you know like do the whole the whole nine yards, you know, F- flip it, flipping imaginary sticks, you know. <laughs> Got to put on a show for the people, you know. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I think earlier, you know, my mom, she did the whole show. And I a lot of the pop, right? A lot of the that late 80s, early 90s pop that I was exposed to. But when I started to venture out into um, my own stuff, it was I was a movie lover first before I was a music lover. Soundtracks were my gateway drug into like finding music. And yeah. it, at first it was just kids movies like, you know, I don't know, the Flintstone soundtrack and uh, Weird Al had that one track. I mean, Chris and I have had a whole um, episode devoted to, to discussing Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, boy. Weird. Um, I just appeared on a there's a there's a great Weird Al podcast called the Beard Al podcast where they discuss beer and Weird Al. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I went on there a couple of weeks ago and we talked the whole episode was just about the Weird Al album Poodle Hat, like just the <laughs> one specific album. Yeah, that, that was probably one of my more enjoyable like uh, episodes we did. So it was just it was reminiscing back, like on all the stuff that you know we just remembered so fondly. It's just the fact that he's still relevant today and still putting out stuff that's enjoyable and yeah. as, like as good as stuff that was came out in the eighties is just incredible. <laughs> and his his most recent full album, Mandatory Fun, debuted at number one. Yeah, that's that's wow, awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, yeah. I think he said he's actually finished doing full albums. He's going to yep. put out singles. Yeah. From here on yeah. out. Which, and we talked about this recently, I think maybe on that episode or maybe on our own show, but the thing with weird Al was that the music industry used to move a lot slower. There were at least like two and three year cycles of whatever was 
hot. So mm-hmm. Weird, Weird Al used to be able to put out like an album that was really a time capsule of that yeah. time. And now the music industry moves so fast that he, it, if he puts out a full record, it's going to be irrelevant in six months. Yeah. You know. seems like it moves in seasons now like this yeah. is this is the set for the summer this is the set for you know leading into the christmas season and it's like it, it's a lot faster oh yeah but yeah well, i mean with with me like my mom was a big beatles fan mm-hmm. she loved the beatles at one point she had all the beatles on vinyl never and heard then, of them. Uh, <laughs> the yeah, <laughs> and uh now see for me i think the reason i kind of directed you know into metallica and got sean kind of listening to metallica as well is my stepdad was big in a white zombie so with him listening to white zombie then you know but with it being just rob uh it was kind of my my gateway into that type of music so then you know i, I get into you know metallica then there's godsmack and disturb you know it just kind of snowballed all me one after another and it's just kind of my comfort music now now at your house, I specifically remember when we were probably about I don't know eleven, twelve. I remember like tapes and even some vinyl records. I think like it was either your mom or it was your stepdad that had Pink Floyd and Queen albums laying around. So there was some classic rock influence in there too. Oh yeah, there was. Uh, honestly, I, I mean, I know I've got to. Ha- I had to get it from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy Queen, you know, and Pink Floyd, and you know, The Wall, and you know, all of that. Uh, but I mean, when I, when I was sitting down and kind of putting my thoughts together for tonight's show, I couldn't remember where that influence came from. Yeah. Well, I know as far as Queen, I mean, I think everybody, any kid in the early '90s, it was the Wayne's World was their first introduction to Bohemian <laughs> yeah. Rhapsody, and it just blew up from there. I mean, what an what an intro. Yeah, for me, it was when when Bohemian Rhapsody hit in Wayne's World, it was really the thing that you were like, oh, okay, this is you know going to blow up again. And then when Freddie passed away, they did an amazing tribute concert at uh, Wembley Stadium. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it was just a who's who of that time. Extreme, Def Leppard, Guns N' Roses, uh, Robert Plant, George Michael, Liza Minnelli. I mean, these are just the people I can remember off the top of my head were involved in this. You know, everybody who was a big deal. And they ended the, throughout the day, a bunch of the bands uh, played their own sets, but the day ended with uh, Queen doing a full regular Queen set, but with like Axl Rose singing or oh, wow. uh, James Hetfield singing or uh, George Michael uh, singing or whatever. And that was the moment where I was like, there is a lot more great music here that I need to look into from, <laughs> from this band. You know? <laughs> like, it turns out it's not just Bohemian Rhapsody, you know? Yeah, I found them through other soundtracks too. I mean, they were on the Highlander soundtrack. They they had all kinds of songs, all you know, in all kinds of different movies and stuff too. That's how I found a lot of their other stuff uh, and a lot of their back catalog. But Queen for me, I mean, Freddie Mercury, even to this day, is still like. I mean, that's not. I mean, that's a pretty popular opinion. I'm not really rocking the boat here, but <laughs> I mean, Freddie Mercury's voice is just untouched to this day. I don't think anybody comes close. And as a as a front man, that's the the blueprint. Yeah, you know, I if anybody I know was to say to me like, "Oh, hey, my kid's you know thinking about getting into music, uh, you know, well, what's he going to do? He's going to be a singer. Oh, okay, well, make sure he watches Queen live at Wembley. You know, like mm-hmm. like that's the homework is that's that's the blueprint for how to control a crowd and how to be a uh, an entertainer. Absolutely, that's good advice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were like, you know, we kind of discussed a little bit of what we were doing and. With my with my daughter, now see my my daughter is 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 hilarious, frankly, because I don't know I know you said you have kids as well, right? Yeah, I got the one. How how old is you? You're he's fourteen. Fourteen. Okay, so he didn't hit this face. The uh, the two trolls movies that came. Oh out. yeah, yep. <laughs> my daughter is huge into them, and they were my gateway into me thinking. I'm going to put together a playlist and I'm going to fool her. I'm going to put the soundtrack version in there. Then I'm going to put the original in there and just kind of trick her into it. And then I actually called it queen. Well, I went ahead and put it together after the second one came out. So I called it queen Barb and family. So when Ozzy came on, I was like, Oh, that's queen Barb's grandfather. And he was right. in the movie. So, yeah, yeah. or that's a, or she loves the song. Um, Dear daughter from Hailstorm, and she's back there just belting it out in the back of the car. It's, it's yep. amazing. 
and I'm like, well, that's Queen Barb's sister. I mean, I'm just I'm just flying off the top of my head. Sure. If I can make her think that they're related to the movie in some manner, she's back there just singing along with it and is having a good old time. And I'm, I'm indoctrinating her into uh, some yeah. heavy metal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, however it gets done. You know, it's, it's rock funny. It's like I, I start pushing my limits. Like I threw some Smashing Pumpkins in there. She's like, nope, she didn't like that one at all. So I threw King Nothing in there, and she's like, she didn't have any problem with that. Or like uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, uh, which one was it? Under the Bridge, I think. Yeah, and she's she's good with that. And Blade yeah. says, "Yo, yo, and Blade." Yeah, that's uh, he's uh from the Odd Pods Media Network. Uh, oh, okay. uh, host of a uh, Pod Askew, one of the shows on the, the network. Nice, welcome. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, I, I give Chris full credit here. I thought that was a very sneaky and, and clever parenting hack <laughs> to get to intro some uh, some music that that he and I I've completely failed on my end because my daughter she gets her new musical taste from uh, I guess playing Roblox essentially where they just play like the latest pop crap <laughs> during yeah. the video game. So much yeah. so that you can't even really stream it because you'll get a copyright. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've, I've heard about that. Uh, I heard about that when they uh, changed the rules for Twitch that a whole bunch of people got strikes and whatnot from just music, not even playing music in the background of their stream, like music that was built into the games. Into yeah. the game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. my yeah. son is actually, uh, well, he does his on, on YouTube, and YouTube will hit him. It's, yeah. like it, it's right in the game. Well, even in the game, they're like, okay, we have the copyright for this material. And apparently you're supposed to be able to use it. So I was like, you know what? We're not going to mute the audio. You go ahead and play. And they didn't give him a strike. They basically said he couldn't monetize it, which is no big deal. He only has like, you know, 10 people watching anyway. <laughs> right. But but it's like, okay, do you want to go ahead and, you know, you can you mute out the sections or delete the sections. I'm like, well, we're not going to delete the sections. If you got it set up so you can mute them for us, let's just do that and be done with it. Yeah. 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 There's, there's, I could... I could write a book about how screwed up that whole situation is with copyrights and what's supposed to be fair use. You know, like mm -hmm. our, our show is very much a commentary and review show. Yeah, so right. we, we should be covered completely by fair use laws. Yeah. Like I, I, I should be able to play full tracks of songs and I can't even play not even 10 seconds of a song yeah. without, you know, getting the whole show taken down. And it's just, it's, it's not even worth fighting the whole yeah. thing, the whole and battle. That's what we're doing over, you know, on our, our normal, you know, ten o'clock show. We do an after show. Uh, it was Mon um, Mandalorian first, and it's now, you know, Wandavision. And what we do is I go through and I record clips out of the show off my computer, and run them. Or we do like uh, reactions. Like right now, we did a reaction to the Army, uh, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. And typically, what winds up happening is YouTube's, you know, algorithm hits us, and then you got to go ahead and dispute it under fair use. Well, 99% of the time, I've, I've been fine. They're like, yeah. okay, they'll release it a day or two later. I'm guessing you know, Netflix here is going to sit on it for the 30 days, and then it's going to be released. Yeah. And I'm kind of the mindset like, you know what? You guys are struggling so much right now. You need this extra publicity. And that's the thing. is, I, If you listen to the show regularly, I'm, I'll give you the short version because I'm sure you've heard me go off about this before. But you're talking about an industry where like what we're doing with music and you guys are doing with movies and TV, you're trying to be a salesperson for their product. Right. Uh -huh. And, and you're being told, no, thank you. You can't work for me for free, which yeah, is yeah. insane. Yeah. You know, like the whole premise of my show and today we had a video come out about uh, the difference in these two uh, in excess live albums. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of them is uh, around a $20 one. And the other one goes between 40 and 60. I've had three separate people today come to me and be like, Oh, I ended up buying that in excess live album after I watched your video. Yeah. You know, like I'm trying to be a salesperson for your product and you're yeah. telling me that I can't. You're making right. it more and more difficult on definitely with those new rules that just passed. I was like, I, when they actually were, you know, went out, you guys actually were talking about it, which keyed me on it. I was like, hold on. Is this something I should look deeper into? Yeah. And I was, I was like, man, okay. It felt like it was just going to affect, you know, people that are streaming, say just like Nickelodeon, just, Steady, like yeah. Know, there are all, people that abuse it, where literally they just broadcast like full episodes of you know shows, and because right. because it's live, they get away with it, and uh, it's just a continuous stream of <laughs> content that's not theirs. But like yeah. Chris and I will sit down and talk for fifty minutes about a, a twenty-two minute episode of TV, 
And it's like, you know, we play maybe a total of uh, a minute and a half worth of clips, yeah. like two minutes in total. And the rest of that time, we're just like, you know, talking about it and hyping it and uh, right. rising about the next episode and just adding to that general buzz and excitement that, you know, kind of spreads across yeah. the internet. Well, it's like, do you really think someone's going to go, well, I was going to watch WandaVision, but I watched these two guys talk about it. So I'm just not going to buy it. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're going to, they're yeah. going to, they're either going to have watched it and then watch you talk about it yeah. or they're going to even even if you get someone that goes oh well i skipped that episode if they watch you talk about it they break it down they're probably going to find something that they're going to go oh well i you know what i will watch that now that you may know be I mean? important i should check that out yeah yeah it's just you know like i said i could go on and on it's just <laughs> yeah. it's 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 ridiculous let me give you a, a real quick example so when the full lockdowns were here in the u.s like you you know nobody could go anywhere yeah uh we every Friday night, I have people over to my house to spin records, and it's amazing. Like, people get turned on to stuff I have, they've never heard. Uh, people turn me on to there's I could name 10 artists in the last 10 years that I would have never heard of if someone didn't bring this record to my house, right? Mm -hmm. So, when the full lockdowns happened, I started using uh, Facebook to just go live and spin records in my basement. And we had it, there was one live stream we did in the very beginning where we had like six continents of people wow. that were all in this chat and all different time zones, all different walks of life. People, Oh my God, I haven't heard this song in forever. Oh, I'm going to Amazon to buy that right now, that type of thing. And it was just a feeling of togetherness that nobody else had. And we, we kept getting shut down from Facebook because of, you know, copyright. And it's like, yeah. I am, do you, you really think someone is sitting at their computer? First of all, if you have devalued music so much that someone's going to make a copy of me playing a record in my basement, coming through a computer stream, <laughs> yeah. and that, you know, and that's adequate, then like your product's not good in the first place. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but like, and I get that there's a ton of content out there. Like you said, there's people that make whole Twitch careers out of just streaming episodes right and, yeah. and that's how they get and i understand that and i know you can't watch everything but some sort of policing that involves knowing what people or even having like an application process that you have yeah. to go through for you know what it is that you're going to be doing would clear a lot of this up yeah well i yeah. think what the big thing is the the fair use you know, usage laws it's so subjective each area or each platform interprets it differently yeah. So we've completely, when it comes down to our after shows that we do every Friday, we've completely abandoned uh, Facebook. Yeah. Because there's yeah, no way to even to dispute it. At least if it gets, you know, you know, I get a copyright claim over on YouTube. It tells me exactly what, exactly where, and I can dispute it. And I haven't had really a whole lot of issues over there once we understood exactly what they were looking for. Like we did one. Uh, I put like a, I was like a, almost a minute clip from one of the WandaVision episodes. And we had a couple clips prior. They didn't touch those. And they were only maybe about maybe 25 seconds. But we knew the longer ones were more likely to be the ones that got hit. So now we know we got to make them more shorter and shorter, more condensed. And it seems to play nice with them. Right. So it's just one and of then, And then it, it muddies the waters even further because it doesn't matter. They don't even have, like Facebook owns Instagram, right? Yeah. Okay, so when we're done, if I want, if I go and play a whole side of a record and video it with my phone and put it on Facebook, it'll get taken down in 30 seconds. Like after the video goes live, it'll get, it'll come down and I'll get notifications for the rest of my life about how my video, this one video had <laughs> you get you guys <laughs> yeah. now. Uh, but I can go on Instagram and do exactly the same video of an entire side of a record and it'll float out there forever with no problem. And it does not matter what the artist yeah. is. So there's some artists that are worse than others. Like when we were doing those live streams, I used to have a ton of people that go, uh, oh, hey, can you play Welcome to the Jungle? Hey, can you play Civil War? And GNR is one of those bands. If you play four seconds of GNR on anything and you're not paying for it, your video will get taken down. Right. And I, and I used to tell people that. And there was literally one live stream where I'd had a, enough uh, cocktails to where I was like, oh, you know, whatever. I'll throw some wow. GNR on. I mean, we got not 30 seconds into the song and the live stream got cut off on wow. Facebook. But I, I could go right now. I could throw on any GNR album, play it straight through on Instagram, and have zero problem. I have no issues it, whatsoever. It yeah. makes no sense. It's so and arbitrary. It's like, and my thing is, that's not even what I'm after. Like that's not what I'm trying to do. Right? Yeah. You know? Well, like you said, like people aren't listening to music through people's streams. Like right. you're getting interested with what the music is, so they can. I mean, anybody. 
nobody's like sitting around like, man, I'd really love to, you know, listen to some GNR right now. So let me go on Twitch and see if anybody is streaming. <laughs> right, and playing exactly. it. They're like, yeah. I'm going to throw my album on, or if I don't have it, then I'm going to buy it. So it's like, I just don't understand what the, what the problem is. I, 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 I truly don't understand it either. It makes yeah. no sense. There's, there's even, and I promise I'm going to shut up about this soon. I, I started, <laughs> I started off saying, I, I started off being like, I'm not going to go off. I just recently found out about. There's a guy on YouTube who went to. His name's Rick Beato, and he does a lot of really. I good, love Rick Beato. Yeah, I've, I've seen his channel. Love yeah, it's amazing, amazing dude. He yeah. speaks way over my head as far as like music theory goes and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, he just recently testified in Congress about this because there's artists like Don Henley out there yeah. that, that don't even think that a YouTube per person should be able to teach Hotel California on guitar without the Eagles getting paid. And yeah. it's like, what? Like this guy learned how to, you know, do his craft to where he can help others. And it's also helping your legacy yeah. as an artist. Exactly. It, yeah. It's just, last time Don Henley was relevant. Right. Right. You know, it, well, and that's, and that's the thing is, and that's the thing is we're going to find that where more and more increasingly we're, these legacies are going to go away because these companies and these artists don't understand how technology works now. Yeah. And they're not going to allow us to move their legacy forward. Yeah. And what's going to happen is they're going to become completely irrelevant. Uh, yeah. I, I haven't thought of, uh, thought of it that way, but you're completely right. Like it used to be okay enough. Like for instance, we mentioned Queen, you know, allowing Wayne's World to have Bohemian Rhapsody, and that exposed that song to a bunch of uh, new generation. people, right? But it's like it's not the same thing anymore. Like movies and like TV commercials, they still have an impact, but they don't have the impact that they used to. Like it's such a quick cycle now. Unless you get into the world of like streaming or like YouTube or Twitch or video games, things of that nature, where where actually where the young people, you know, yeah. the young people are watching. Yeah. And, the you, you know what? The way. best the best example I can give, and it's a it's to your point, is with current technology. So you remember what happened with uh, Dreams by Fleetwood Mac because of mm -hmm. the guy on TikTok, right? Right. The, uh, oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The reason why that song was allowed to be played in that video is because Stevie Nicks wrote it. And Stevie Nicks is cool as hell about with the whole copyright thing. Like she's like, right. you know, whatever, we'll go on, right? That returned rumors to the top of the charts. Yeah. It made Fleetwood Mac mm -hmm. relevant again. I know a ton of people who had no idea who Fleetwood Mac was. And now you have a whole generation, right? Yeah. Lindsey Buckingham, on the other hand, is this side of Don Henley about copyright. So if that guy had happened to be like two tracks later on rumors and playing, you know, never going back again or, or go your own way or whatever, that video gets shut down and none of that happens. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. Yeah. Be, be more like Stevie Nicks. Yeah. That, you know what? That's, that's a good life policy. <laughs> honestly, right. it's just be more like Stevie Nicks. Well, if he, even like if more people just went around like flowy, you know, and like free form, <laughs> just that, even that, just Absolutely. be more like Stevie Nicks. It's a good life policy. Well, I think yeah. that's why uh, the Trolls movies were such a hit in my household. It was like I was able to, like, I recognized the music. I mean, granted, it was, you know, what, Anna Kendrick and was it Justin Timberlake singing them? Right, right, it was right. Like, you know, I, and Sean would, you know, back me up on this. I'm not a remix guy. Oh, you, he hates remixes. Not, he hates now, it. Even when the same band, like Metallica, we're Metallica lovers, he hated SNM. He's oh, like, yeah. that's not the album version. I hate SNM. Yeah, SNM. I it I did not like now the second one that came out, I shocked him because actually honestly, I didn't know it was coming out. I heard you guys talk about it. And then Oh yeah, that's a that's a Kyleism. That's a Kyle bump right there. <laughs> that's a Kyle bump. <laughs> yeah, that's a Kyle bump. <laughs> and I went ahead and started listening and I shocked Sean. I was like, dude, I'm actually enjoying this. And he's he, he gave me that look like no, that's not you. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, it's strange because I had the first SNM album on heavy rotation just because, uh, well, I'm a movie score guy, right? Like, I that was my initial indoctrination of music. It was a lot of movie, you know, the Alan Silvestri, the Back to the Future soundtrack, like all that stuff. So to add that to my my favorite band, I was in, in for it <laughs> from the get-go. So I loved it. Alan uh, Silvestri, I have uh, the Young Guns 2 score uh, on yeah. vinyl. Uh, like every oh, everybody that has vinyl has uh, the soundtrack with Blaze of Glory and all that, but yeah, I yeah. actually I actually have the score yeah. for that on vinyl. And my God, that's like you can say what you want about Young Guns Two as a movie, but Sylvester's right. score in that, whoo boy, oh good, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. keeping down the lines of remakes, I'm, and this is a funny like rabbit hole I've gone down recently. Uh, Disturbed Sound of Silence. Oh yeah, like, I have like listened to that so much recently. 
and I think there's there's a few songs that come to mind that are like lead themselves well to like a heavy drum, heavy guitar, just just that aura to them. Mm-hmm. And Sound of Sons is it's like it was, it was in the first Trolls movie. So when I put it into rotation, my Skylar was like, yeah. "Oh, Poppy." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, not, not quite. A little darker, <laughs> kind of a different version of it." Yeah, yeah. But just hearing, watching people respond, like re- react to it, and then there's people that I've never even seen the, like the group disturbed. I'm like, "Hold on, how do you not know who this is, or at least heard of them?" Yeah, yeah. It, it just kind of blew my mind. But just watching them respond, like I, I went down it for like maybe an hour, almost two hours one day, just watching one person after another just re- react to the song. Yeah. I was yeah. A- fan of disturbed you and i listened to a bunch of godsmack and disturbed back in the day but like i think my favorite part of a new disturbed album coming out is is seeing which cover they were doing a lot of times they'll stick it at the end i think they did the uh, cover of uh ten thousand fists in the air mm-hmm. um no that i don't know if that was a cover what's no, that the, wasn't a cover what's, no. a, what's the genesis one that they did uh land of confusion the land of confusion yeah, yeah, yeah i was like oh, is, uh, Ten Thousand fists in the air yeah yeah that, that's right that cover is fantastic yeah that is a really good cover i think uh, you guys were just talking about there's a group that was like putting covers on an album wasn't anything out of the norm so you'll yeah. have two or three on a regular album now it's like you may get one or it's like when they put a cover on it it's like a like a, a deluxe issue release right uh, although i have the normal then they'll add like you know five or six maybe live recorded you know songs and a couple mm-hmm. of them at that point will be covers yeah and that used to be a big thing in the music industry is people uh were proud of their heritage like who influenced them and you know they that would be a thing is like you know this person influenced me and here's a cover of, of their song and now it's like everybody is under the impression that they're all so individual that they can't like, it's almost like ashamed if you get yeah compared to someone, you know, I was just talking to somebody the other night about how uh, Ariana Grande has the nerve to get irritated when people make comparisons to Mariah Carey. And it's like, Mariah Carey's one of the best singers we've ever had. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know why you'd She's be pretty offended. well for herself. Yeah. yeah. You know, and like, and you go back to Michael Jackson, what a fantastic performer he was the dude let everyone know that like Jackie Wilson, Fred Astaire, James Brown, these are the guys that he was trying to take. Right. Did and, you know, and, and you look at the quality of performer that we had then versus now, I, I think maybe uh, acknowledging who you're influenced by and letting it show is, is a better idea. I think you've honed in onto something why I have such a problem with the music environment and industry today i well one i'm getting older and i'm starting to lose touch with the stuff that comes out new right um but beyond that i think there is like a real hesitancy to like share covers like think of like what people are missing now like um you know dolly parton's i will always love you and then what whitney houston did with that i mean she took that song that simple kind of sweet song that dolly parton did and raised it to where it was like the biggest song almost for like two years straight or something it was great Uh, or johnny cash's hurt like oh it, yeah, it, it, yeah. covers we never would have gotten johnny cash's hurt so it's like yeah. i think the music industry is if having such this poo-poo attitude about doing covers like they need to snap out of it. yeah you know and i'm not saying that should be people's whole thing or anything but you right. know, yeah, uh, at least that's weird out. yeah 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 but at least acknowledge you know the influence you know right. that was there or or learn from the people before you yeah you one know? of the one of the covers that i heard and i heard it live and it was uh, at a fest up here in uh, in Dayton. I'm not sure if Charles stopped here at the time, but uh, Shine Down did Simple Man. Oh yeah, yep. and the sun was setting. There was a light breeze coming through, and it was just one of those one of those feelings that you get you get chills immediately. And yeah. I was like, and then once I heard it, I was like, okay, now I got to go, you know, check out the original. It led me down that road that we're not able to go down a whole lot just because we don't hear other bands do other songs. Yeah, yeah. There's, it's, it's almost funny to me sometimes when, when they're on the rare chance that there is a cover, I'm always the guy that has to be like, you know, that's a cover of this, right? And people are like, what? You know, they have no <laughs> idea that that's, you know, the cover of something else. Oh, I, I, that got me recently. Um, the, uh, oh gosh, the Nirvana song. The man who sold the world. Man, yeah, that was originally a David Bowie song. It blew my mind because I'm a fan of Bowie too. But that so- song, I guess, from the time period that I grew up in, it was so recognizable as a Nirvana song for me that yeah. I just, it didn't it didn't click. Um, it's funny because if you listen to uh, the Nirvana Unplugged, when the crowd noise fades out, 
as soon as it's silent, uh, Kirk Cobain says that was a David Bowie song, but you never hear that on the radio because like when it, when it was played on the radio, yeah. they just fade it when the, the applause happens. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. And, that, and it was one of those things too. Like I was a big Bowie fan growing up and I did when that Nirvana album came out, I didn't know it. I was totally one of those guys when, when, Cobain was like, uh, that was a David Bowie song. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that totally was a David Bowie song. You know, I was like, yeah, yeah I, I totally knew that the whole four minutes that was happening. Well, yeah, it, more, for me, it was recently. So, of course, I had to look it up immediately because we all have supercomputers in our hands. Right. So I'm yeah. like, oh, well, it is. And, I, of course, I listen to the whole track, right? Yeah. I'm the one that's terrible. And I'm like, I, I don't remember. The majority of times I know the song, but I don't remember who sang them. So I'm like, oh, okay. I was. That's okay. <laughs> well, if you listen, if you listen to our show, you know that Michelle doesn't know who sang what. She does. Or what, she, or what she, YouTube is? Yeah, she doesn't know what YouTube is. She doesn't know what the name of. Uh, what uh, we actually had a piece of feedback that I'm going to include in next week's episode from somebody today that was like, "You guys should do a whole episode about how Michelle really actually doesn't like music." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I yeah, love well, her response to the uh, "Is Michelle real?" comment. Yeah. 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 I got a kick out of that. I was like, I didn't know if you guys were going to use it or not, but I was, I was sitting in my car driving around just to start rolling. <laughs> yeah. She's, uh, she's, yeah. She, you know, the thing with her is she's one of the most genuine people I've ever met. And the, the, all the stuff that comes out of her mouth, that's her. You know what I mean? Like she doesn't put anything on. She, she truly doesn't care what anybody thinks. Uh, so it works great for the show because yeah. we'll talk about things that should be commonplace knowledge about music. And she's like, I don't know. Why do, how, how do you not know that? Cause I don't know that, you know, it's just yeah, yeah. her answer the way it is. You just don't know what you don't know, man. Just is what it is. Yep. Um, I'll, I'm taking a look through our uh, list here, Chris. I know we're uh, at the 41 minute mark here, but we're just, uh, I, I said it's banned in the list. Let's just keep going. All right, we're just blabbing. <laughs> so, well, yeah, the reason I glance over at the list here is that you mentioned something that's embarrassing for me, but I'll just bring it up anyway because yep. why the hell not? Oh, yeah. it's okay, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause this real quick. Yeah, it falls right in line with an album Michelle was talking about. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember exactly. It was like it was a kid song like group that sung other songs. Uh, oh, uh, well she had Kermit unplugged. That's and, what it was. It's Kermit uh, unplugged. Mickey, so Mickey unwrapped. Of... Yeah. <laughs> Kermit. Unplugged. I, I've heard of Mickey unwrapped. I've heard of that one. Yeah. Well, I mean, I who, it's like thriller. Everybody had that. Album, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's mandatory. When I was a kid. Okay. So like I, I had soundtracks as a kid. I had the mighty Morphin power Rangers movie soundtrack, the Flintstone sure. soundtrack, yep. but they were on, on audio cassettes. One Christmas I got a CD player boom box, you know, the, the old shelf system that we was oh, a yeah. gift back in the day for us. Right. Um, so I got that and I didn't have any CDs. So the first CD that I ever bought, you know, I, I went into, I don't know if they had them where you were. I went into Camelot music. I don't know if you remember the Cumberland mall, Camelot music. And I picked out for myself Bugs Bunny and Friends sing the Beatles. <laughs> and, uh, this is great. It was a full album. <laughs> and I, now that and the Simpsons in the in songs in the key of Springfield. It was like oh, yeah. songs from the Simpsons from like seasons one through seven or eight or so. Yep. And I listened to them nonstop repeat on repeat. This on is great. Bugs. We're, we're going to have a whole box set come off of this uh, podcast with <laughs> Mickey unwrapped and then uh, Bugs Bunny and friends. Uh, and then uh, last week we had a, a listener say uh, that the one they listened to was chipmunk punk, which <laughs> I would never heard of before. So it's like, we're going to end up putting a whole box set together. <laughs> have a, a reissue. No. I, I see. I was actually looking for the CD, or like on Amazon, or like I wanted to hear some of them. And you, they're not on any platform. Oh, Bugs Bunny and Friends sing the Beatles. Yeah, I've looked I, for that too. I've even looked for the the Simpsons one, and well, they I were found so, it on Amazon. Yeah, but if you want it, it's like fifty bucks. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, like they're oh, out of paying fifty bucks for that. I wish <laughs> I, I would have like, around. I don't want to disrupt the show by googling it, but I, Lord be with me. I hope uh, Elmer Fudd does. Hey Jude. Like if there's a, if there's a God in heaven, Elmer Fudd's got to do a hey, Jude. I don't remember that. It was, oh, it was one of the just, Daffy, just Daffy a na, na, na selection alone would be worth it. At the end of the song, just that <laughs> that part alone would be uh, would be worth it. Yeah, Daffy and Bugs did your bugging. Uh, um, oh well, that was off the Space Jam soundtrack. Oh, that okay, yeah. wrong one. Yeah, that wasn't a Beatles original. You're bugging. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason that would have popped the brain <laughs> that was the that was the song that broke john and paul up actually yeah. a lot of people don't know that yeah paul, paul brought it in and paul said or john said absolutely not no <laughs> all right so that was some of my earlier influences as a kid uh chris did you have any embarrassing what's your most embarrassing album or 
my I, very first CD that I purchased was All for One. Uh, so I mean, I I kind of say that, that uh, was I swear. Did yes. They, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because at that time it was uh, I was I was really into Boys the Men, uh, and it just they just happened to ro- roll together at the same time. Yeah. So yeah. I had uh, the Boys the Men, uh, actually cassette. I think it was, and it was one with a. Um, Oh, I'm not gonna be able to remember the name. It was one of the the later ones, but uh, I had that. Then I got the CD for all for one. So that, that that's probably my most embarrassing. But I, I remember the songs like still like so well. Sure, well, I must have really enjoyed it. Now I don't revisit those songs very often, but I I mean, if I ran across them, I probably wouldn't stop. Like yeah, like, keep right. going. Yeah. Why not? If you if you like if it all that matters with art, in my opinion, is if it moves you. You know, if yeah. you if you like it, then who cares? You and know? to be fair, we we grew up in the uh, Philadelphia suburb, basically, and Boys to Men were like kings. Oh, I bet, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they were they were around. They were playing heavily on the radio. I yeah, that was like hot summer hot summer nights. Your windows fully open, like a, a warm breeze, and like then people walking down the streets. So it's just like people watching, and you blasted some Boys to Men. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's only I'll say only one time frame that I don't revisit, and I've tried, and What's I just that? can't get back into it. Uh, when I moved from, we were living in New Jersey, and I moved to the backwoods, of North Carolina. Yeah, and it's not going to be the uh, the type of music you even think. I got huge into ICP. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, I got into ICP. I got into like uh, Twisted Janko Jeans. Yeah, j- just that whole like. That You're whole telling time. me, man. Growing up in Detroit, there was a point where almost all of our roads had Fago all over them constantly. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah, I seen one of their shows. I seen the uh, the Twisted tour. Yeah, it was when when Twisted uh, first came out, and it was the I'll hold to this the best show I've ever seen. Now I can't get back into the music, but I'll never forget leaving and taking my con- having to take my contacts out because they were tinted. They were no longer clear. They were tinted with Fago. Yep. <laughs> I was like, okay, I got I to gotta throw these away. Yep. But uh, yeah, I went back and I was listening. I was like, man, I remember like loving this and loving like DMX along with it and just just that whole phase. And now I'm like, I just I just can't. But I'll go back now and I'll listen to like uh, a lot of old Eminem when I wasn't really in Eminem or yeah. uh, uh, just just uh, Snoop. I mean, a lot of things that I wasn't into at the time. But now I can, I'll be mowing the grass, you know, you know, old man out here, you know, rocking out to some Snoop in my headphones. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it's funny. There's a lot of songs that came out in kind of like that, that time frame, like the early 2000s, where at the time I was like, oh, this, this pop stuff sucks. But if it comes on now, I have the, the years behind it. And there's a bit of nostalgia from my younger days when I was in my late teens, early 20s. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is my jam. <laughs> yeah. I have, a, I have a friend of mine who, who always says that music is the ultimate time machine. And I couldn't, agree more you oh, know yeah. it's like i i could tell you i you know there's there's songs you could play and i'm instantly a little kid in the family station wagon again yeah you know like just just hearing the song and uh it's just it's it's just awesome and i as far as like embarrassing stuff i you know i personally i don't believe in like guilty pleasures or anything i very much believe in whatever you like you should listen to and you know and i like to give you an idea of the depth that i'm talking about uh i currently am waiting for uh uh, no strings attached by InSync to be delivered on vinyl to my house. So, yeah. I, you know, that's I got you know Pink Floyd behind me, Rat and Tom Petty and all U two sure. and all this stuff. That's yeah. all fine and good too. But I also love that album. And, yeah, it's a whole you know, different genre of music. Yeah, it depends on the mood you're in. That mood can match any type of music. Uh, I say that because Sean used to laugh at me. Uh, I used to be a big poker player, yeah. and depending on what I was listening to depended on either how aggressive or passive I was being during the game. Right. So if I'm listening to Metallica, I'm more, I'm more in your face. Pedal to the metal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they would laugh at me when they found out that I, I had Kenny G going. Yeah. And I'm more to sit back and just listen to Kenny G letting it go. And I would make it a lot further in the game just because my mood was a lot more mellow. Yeah, Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, it's showing, showing <laughs> I, can't help it. 
I laugh, but my wife, uh, you know, I downloaded some Kenny G Christmas tunes uh, a couple years ago. And because I bought them on iTunes, they're just like on my phone forever now. And, uh, you know, my car likes to automatically, you know, sync up to my phone. And if I don't have Spotify or something going, like it'll just start playing my iTunes library. Yeah. So I w- we were going down the street and all of a sudden, you know, uh, I don't know, a Kenny G Christmas song comes <laughs> on and Christina looks at me just like, why that? Like, what is on your phone? <laughs> like you can't help what you like i don't know oh boy well no no this has been awesome russ i mean we really really appreciate you joining you know, yeah right I mean, on we, man That's... we had a structure and i think we went so far off it was uh i <laughs> think this right. was more fun like following the flow of the show than you know following any type of uh bullet points that we had lined up here yeah right well, on, music music is a big topic they kind of have a whole podcast dedicated to it. Yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but if they didn't join us at the beginning where can we find you and uh what are you guys about again? You two best resources are uh, just go to infectiousgrouppodcast.com. It's the catch all for whatever uh, podcast uh, platform you listen on. If you go to that website right at the top is nearly every place you listen to podcasts. You can just click on it and it'll take it right to us and you can subscribe to us there. And then also the YouTube channel is just youtube.com slash infectious group podcast for uh, some show content is on there. Like you mentioned, we put some of the uh, interviews on there, just the audio from them, but uh, by and large, it's uh, a lot to do with uh, rare pressings and, and mostly vinyl at this point. And if you guys enjoyed this, we actually made it easy for you. There's the Spotify and iTunes link below and the YouTube. So just drop down into the uh, the show notes and you'll go ahead and an easy link to, to the right material. On. Thanks. Okay, John. Uh, you, what do we got going on here? Do you want to oh, yeah, anything that we have? Real quick, I guess. So um, tomorrow, I don't know when you guys are watching this, but uh, we're recording the night before the season or series finale of WandaVision. It's going to air on Disney Plus tomorrow. Of course, Chris and I will be here Friday, 10 p.m. to discuss that. Um, after that, we'll do Falcon and Winter Soldier when that premieres. Um, it's our after show that is on our YouTube channel. Uh, and then we have the Dad and Rock podcast, of course. Find it everywhere that you find your podcasts. Okay, guys. Well, you know what? Thanks for joining us. Thanks again, Russ, for joining us as well. Right on, and uh, until we see you guys next week, go ahead and keep it cheesy. <laughs> see ya. <laughs>